0: Hello and welcome to gaming, I'm John Robertson and I'll be shortly joined by Stace Harmon and in today's episode we ask, when is death in a game about more than just dying? It's a pretty fitting topic right now given that many of us are diving right back into Demon's Souls thanks to its PS5 remake, but not only that, it's a subject that concerns the vast majority of games most games out there have some form of dying in some way and so it's important to understand and consider that when it comes to both how games are designed and how players engage and respond to them. Before we start though just a quick reminder it'd be great if you could leave us a five star review on iTunes or your preferred podcasting platform and to follow us at Indie by Design that's at Indie by Design on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of the social media platforms uh, do drop us a follow and get involved with us on there and finally do check out 20 Double Fine Years, which is our next book that's available to pre-order right now, which charts the entire history of Tim Schafer's Double Fine productions, all the way from Psychonauts all the way up to Psychonauts 2, which is coming out next year, and obviously everything in between, Broken Age, Brutal Legend, Costume Quest stacking, literally literally every single game that they've ever made. So you can find out more about that and secure your copy at doublefinebook.com. And you can check out IndieByDesign.net, where you'll find copies of our already released books that you can grab right now. And so, on with the show and the question of death in video games.
1: So, you've been playing a lot of Demon's Souls this week, which is something of a turn up for the books, because you weren't that interested in it initially, right? So, what's your... One of the big things about Demon's Souls, of course, is dying a lot. Um which is handy because that's what we're talking about on this week's podcast the notion of of death in video games so what's your experience of dying of death in in demon souls how has how have you found that whole mechanic have you embraced it or has um, it put you off for life
0: uh no it hasn't it certainly hasn't put me off for life like so in general like i loved the game and i'm so happy that i did decide to to buy it to indulge it um so i completed it already so uh so it took me (laughs) five days to finish the whole thing not not like unlock everything do this do that but i am at a point now where i've got new game plus option available um and yeah so yeah dying is one of the most interesting things about the game like of course like that was known beforehand of course it's what everyone is one of the main things that people talk about when you know mentioning what's what's good what's well designed about demon souls and dark souls and whatever bloodborne um but it is it is super interesting actually in demon souls like really i think more interesting than it's almost given credit for which sounds crazy because a lot of people mention it but a lot of people because it's mentioned- not just dying right because people often talk about it as dying oh the game's hard you die a lot and yes you have to get your souls yeah. back
1: but there's there's a lot more to it than that yeah it's way
0: more way more to it than that so yes you die a lot and yes the core there is that core mechanic of if you die then you leave your souls in a little puddle close to where you died and then you have to go back and retrieve them if you don't retrieve them on that run then you'll lose them forever that's for the little breakdown for the one person that doesn't know how demon souls works at this point um so yeah, so that's a core element of the game and that does add a lot of tension and that does impact how you, uh, how sort of ballsy you are and how sort of gung-ho you want to be and how many risks you want to take and whatever before you kind of go back to the hub world, to the Nexus and just trading yourselves for levels or upgrade your weapon or whatever you want to spend them on. Um, but definitely it's so, it's, there's so much more going on than, than that. So you might choose to kill yourself on purpose, for example. So death becomes a voluntary mechanic that you engage in, which is very, very rare um, for a game to even think about including something like that. Because if you're in soul form, so if you're in human form and you die, you go into soul form and you have to use an item to go back into human form and they're quite limited. Or if you kill a boss, you'll go back into human form. Um, but if you're in human form, then you're at risk of being invaded by other players um, who are invariably much tougher than the vast majority of the enemies you're ever going to see in a game. Um, um, so if you don't want to risk that, then you might just decide, well, I'm just going to kill myself now um so that does so not only not only is dying like an ever-present thing in the game that might happen to you but you might even decide to say oh okay actually i'm not even going to avoid death at this point i'm just going to kill myself on purpose um that might you you might might throw yourself off a bridge or you might just stand there while while an enemy hacks away at you and kills you um so I think mean, that's a really interesting subversion of the idea that death is something always to be avoided. And even in a game like this, it typically is something that you should avoid because you don't want to risk losing your souls and, and whatever and making life hard for yourself. But, you know, they bring that all the way back full circle. And it's like, yes, this is a game about not dying. This is a game about you died, taunts you whenever, you know, you die. But then they say, oh, well, actually maybe you do wanna you do want to kill yourself. I think that's a very interesting piece of design and it uses something like death in games is one of the most common elements that sort of connects all games together. And it's normally connected by a desire to avoid it. But here's a game that says, actually, no, there's we're gonna change the world in a way. What can actually happen to you, what you can see, what you can do, good and bad will change depending on if you've decided to to kill yourself yeah um, and that's it's making yeah. it a
1: choice because even the, the even where you kill yourself if you die in a world then that changes the world tendency uh and if yeah. you do it in the nexus in, it's kind of the yeah. neutral ground where it doesn't but that then brings with it that you're only on like what 50 percent health or something while you're in You're on 50
0: percent health unless you've got a certain ring the cling ring which mm-hmm. pushes you up to 75 or 65 or something so it makes it it makes it a gameplay choice
1: rather than just a a punishment or a just part of a natural part of the game. It actually makes it a thing to be considered, and it has implications both ways. If you if you die loads in a world, then it pushes it all the way to black tendency, and th- certain things happen. Certain uh, yeah, well NPCs if you die and stuff.
0: Yeah, if you die a lot in human form, it pushes it towards mm, black mm-hmm. tendency. You can die as many times as you want in soul's form, I believe, and it doesn't um but yeah exactly yeah so it changes the world so yeah you might want pure black tendency um but to do that you'll have to die a lot of times in human form so you might just keep going back into human form yeah yeah Yeah. and and then just allow someone to invade your game and just let them just keep killing you um if you want and that's great for that player that's invaded their game because they're getting a free easy kill like um that's fantastic um but there's some other things as well so the bloodstains um in the game so for people who don't know, you, you can, one of the ways this online system works, you can touch a bloodstain, there are bloodstains that glow on the floor, and you can touch a bloodstain, it'll bring up a red kind of hologram of a, a real player in on your server who's died in, in that area, and it'll show you how they died. Um, it'll just show you a hologram of them, it won't show you any enemies that have killed them or whatever, it'll just show you them. Um, so they and they act as like quite valuable hints sometimes. So I remember once, quite early on in the first stage of the whole game, there's um, a boulder that gets pushed down the stairs mm. by an enemy, and touch you know you can touch a uh, there's a blood stain at the bottom of the stairs. I touch the blood stain, you see the guy. His hologram run up the stairs and then just suddenly just fall to the floor and get flattened and die. So you know that there's some danger there, uh, and you know that it's on the stairs, and you know that it hit this guy suddenly because he didn't even react. He didn't he yeah. put his shield up. Yeah. He didn't do anything. Um, so even in death, you're you're offering clues to other people. So your your death does have an impact in other people's games as well. Not just your not just your own game. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, in general, that's one of the most impressive things about Demon Souls. It's, it's it's about it's a game about dying a lot, but it's it's not you know it's more it's more like well it's it's about death a lot, but it's a but death in that game is more than just about dying. Yeah, like yeah, death
1: always serves a purpose in multiple ways. In yeah, whether it's because of because you're getting hints from it, and I remember doing the same thing. I've not played the recent remake, but I remember playing Demon Souls originally and more of the other Souls games and using those blood stains as a can i make this jump can i if i roll off this cliff here down onto that platform am i going to die is that too far and using that as it doesn't give you the answer because you don't know if somebody did die in that particular location you don't know what their situation was you don't get to see you know how much health they had when they di- yeah. when before they rolled off a cliff or whatever but yeah. it just gives you that little extra bit of information and i think it's the what i particularly like about it is that it it because everybody knows as well that Demon Souls, the Souls games are about death to an extent. There's like an implicit contract formed with, between you and the game or the game designers that you know that going into it. And if you don't, mm. then you quite quickly find out that that's, that's how, that's what it's about. And so it, I feel like it allows the designers to then, do things that in other games would might be considered to be unfair or just not the way things are done because you can go into the first you can meet the first enemy of any given area and that enemy might kill you in demon souls because that's just the way the game works particularly early on perhaps not as you level up but particularly early on
0: plenty of times
1: (laughs) and they and they've established that it's like well this is about dying and knowing that going into it there it doesn't need to be this Here's this type of enemy, here's their attacks, this is how you kill them, now we're going to pit you against two of them. And it's just like, yeah, there's this new enemy, you find out about them by fighting them, they might kill you, you learn stuff, and that's how the game works. You, you learn through playing, through dying, and we don't yeah. have to kind of hold your hand on that or be apologetic about it, because we've made this kind of contract about it when you started the game
0: yeah and the game's not wildly unfair either like a lot of people say it's got its brutal difficulty and it's really unfair and it just takes away stuff from you all the time i don't think it does actually when you die it's not too bad like it doesn't take away any of your well, it temporarily takes away your souls, but it, it doesn't take away any of your items or anything. It doesn't take away any levels. It doesn't take away a giant amount of progress because all the levels are, are quite short, really. Well, they're small anyway, rather than like each between each arch stone, which are kind of like checkpoints. It's not that big of a distance. Um, so getting and you know you die, but you get a, you get a chance to get back one hundred percent of your souls, and you actually a little bit you put yourself ahead of the game a little bit because by getting your souls, you have to travel back to your souls. so you 're earning more souls on the way, so you 're not losing um, <clears throat> even if you do lose all of your souls but by, by the time you got, to, got there, you 've got some souls back, and if you do manage to get your souls you 've got one hundred and whatever percent of your original souls. Um, maybe 200% if you've only just done, if you died on that exact same run. Um, So the game's not overly punitive. Like it, it does give you a chance, one chance to say, learn from whatever mistake you just made and we'll give you the souls back. Um, and it's actually a little bit more generous than that because if you die go going off the cliff, i don't know what the exact system is, but it seems to drop your souls a couple of se- in the location you were a couple of seconds before you died, and I think that's because maybe if you died on like a dodgy piece of scenery that you can 't get to again or something, then that's unfair um so sometimes you'll but that does work to your advantage sometimes because if you die by being just like blindsided by an enemy whereas you go through a gate and then they just like side swipe you and you're dead your souls are like a little bit before that gate so it's not you don't have to go back to that blind spot again in order to get them back um
1: and that's going to teach you and after that point you're never going to run through a gate again without either rolling through it quickly or putting your shield up or something you are you're learning every time you're dying even in those times where it seems like it's like is that fair that i you know it's like, well everything is is fair yeah it's and, and in
0: that's in that specific instance i don't that, that's not that that's not that abnormal in games like if you play call of duty online or offline or whatever checking all of your corners is something you should do all the time mm. anyway like mm. so that, that the souls games are not demon souls is not it's not especially unique in in that regard you should be you should be being careful anyway and are and skills that do translate from other games the games aren't kind of like on an island of oh it's i just got blindsided by that guy well yeah but you know that happens yeah. in call of duty as well um, yeah
1: so demon souls is using death as as a choice as a game mechanic as certainly not not just as a punishment possibly not as a punishment at all because if it was using it as a punishment then I guess it wouldn't you wouldn't even have that chance that crucial thing that crucial design choice where you get to go back to yeah. your bloodstains pick up your souls. they wouldn't even that wouldn't even exist if it were intended to be yeah
0: punishment it's yeah well consequence
1: yeah, I think. but not necessarily punishment
0: yeah uh, yeah it can, yeah it's punishment if you're a player who just doesn't Learn from their mistakes and just runs through and does the same thing again. Then <laughs> yeah, you're going to be punished for that. But that, but that's not the game punishing you through the game design that's, decisions. So that's a game punishing yeah. your actions within yeah. the game.
1: Yeah, being impetuous. Um, you, you're going on that little mini death spiral of oh, I'm so annoyed and I'm going to act rashly. And you just got killed when you were playing. You know, when you were in your neutral state, if you like, when you were like not raging. And now you're raging yeah. and you're probably going to do something stupid. And lo and behold you get killed on the way
0: back. Yeah. So yeah, you if you play like fault. that. Yeah. You should probably stop playing for a little while or go and do <laughs> something a break. else. Go outside. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um if you're allowed to. But yeah, I mean the most interesting thing really just on a sort of top level is is that, you know, the vast majority of games just treat death in the same way. Right? Like it's okay, you die and now well it used to be that you lose a life. That's kind of less common now. But it's you go back to your last checkpoint or you go back to your last save, and that might be a checkpoint that was one second ago, or that might be your last save, which was two hours ago, if it's mm. just manual save. So, mm. you know, well, that's that's on you. Um, but really, all, the vast majority of other games do treat death in exactly the same way. It's that, okay, now you're just going to lose time, basically, by going back, but we're just going to give you that chance to do exactly that same thing again like exactly yeah. the same thing again um that you yeah. just see yeah it's like it's it never in- happened yeah it's yeah exactly yeah time just gets rewound and sometimes you know you'll lose some money i say in borderlands um when you die you get regenerated or, or like a new clone of your character is made but that costs some money to mm-hmm. do that so you lose money mm-hmm. each time um so it can be a bit irritating. Um, but really, it's it's just the same. It's just the same thing. It's just like the equivalent of losing a life. But instead of losing a life, what would have been losing a life in Crash Bandicoot or Mario back in the day is now just losing some of your money.
1: Yeah, um, And well, I think it seems it feels like often death is used in death is used for the same reason that audio logs or text logs are used in games, because it's like, at the time, it's what is what is a better solution? Like, we need to deliver a load of exposition. We are trying to make this world seem richer, so let's stick down an audio log or a text log because there's no NPCs around to talk to you. Death is, well, we need to, there needs to be some stakes. There needs to be some reason why you are playing yeah. a certain way or being careful or being punished or whatever it is. And how else do we do that other than death? And yeah, but i think there's some games like you mentioned mario crash bandicoot there's some games where i feel like that you know the the kind of the originators of of the traditional platform game as we know it something like the original mario it uses death not i don't feel because it doesn't know what else to do it doesn't know how how else to how else to deal with punishment or you learning the game but that is also an implicit part of the game design it's a you will learn this level through Mm -hmm. repetition you might get lucky and get through the level you might react to a particular thing and have particularly good reflexes but there is still that for me there is still that implicit contract of this is how the game works you understand that there's going to be certain instances where you are only going to learn what to do by failing at it because yep. this platform falls away when you jump on it and there's no way you could know that perhaps or whatever it might be. And that also is, for me, that's okay. That's a different type of game. It's a different way yeah. of using death. And that's also, it's okay. It's when games fall into the middle ground that it's like, we need something to to impede your progress. We can't just have you stand there and be invincible. So what are we going to do? And that's when it's the weakest for me. Um and yeah, so something like Demon Souls yeah. and Mario both fold it into their design. And of course, Roguelikes do as well. But yeah, other games struggle with it. It's like, do we just ignore it? Do we hand wave it? Do we say, well, I don't know, like you died, but yeah. it's okay. So you
0: need, yeah, you need some sort of death in most games because, yeah, you need that tension of having a fail state that... Um, is it if it isn't there, then kind of what's the point in playing? Like, mm. you know, like what what are you actually succeeding in here? Because if you can't fail, then surely by definition you can't really truly succeed either. Um you can just kind of retain the status quo kind of um uh which to some people might be might be um might be success. But in a like a traditional game sense, there kind of does have to be a win and a lose. Um, Yeah, I mean, some games do try to get away from death like that, don't they? Like Prince of Persia does that thing where you die (laughs) and then it just pulls you back onto the other thing or back onto a platform that you died on. It's just like, okay, go again. I think Bioshock, Bioshock 3, Bioshock Infinite do the same thing when you die and she pulls you up. She just comes over to you and says, oh, you're okay, actually. Here you go, drink this or here's a healing, whatever she does to heal. I can't remember. But she revives you. Um, and she just pulls you back up and then death is kind of taken away um, and then you just continue you continue going so yeah I mean those games I would argue that those games well they've built in narrative reasons for those things to happen and the narrative reasons within the world does kind of make sense like don't get me wrong it does um, but mechanically or they haven't really embraced the idea of death they haven't kind of said okay death is a thing that happens so now let's make something interesting. F- around it they've just kind of removed it instead
1: it's a hand wavy narrative reason for something happening that
0: it's like that here's here we're
1: trying to find the best possible narrative reason why this thing has to happen why this game thing has to happen um when really the better solution would be to look for a an alternative that doesn't require that, that doesn't require that f- thing to need an explanation in the first place. And I think that's, that's when I get frustrated. That's when it's like, well, what's the point? I don't really buy that narrative answer. So it's like, you know, this has cost me nothing and it's, it's not interesting yeah. enough. It's using death in the traditional sense, but trying to find a clever way to explain it. And I don't think it,
0: yeah, it's me, basically less satisfying. It's just giving you infinite lives and explaining it away with a, a narrative, a line that someone's written, yeah. you know, yeah. it's like one of those like Deus Ex Machina moments, like hand of yeah. God moments, where it's oh here we go, like we can't figure out what to do with this, so here's this special thing that suddenly saves the day. Yeah, yeah you see it's it in like bad yeah, films, that, that and bad comic a, books all the time. Yeah,
1: that bit was all a dream. That bit didn't happen. I like, know you said yeah, Prince exactly. Persia is literally that. No, that's not how it happened. It's a cute idea, like somebody's retelling a story. Some you die. Oh no, that didn't happen like that. But it's just not. Yeah. It's, it's too transparently. Yeah,
0: and it's not mechanically woven into the game. Like no. there's a dissonance between the narrative and the game mechanics at that point so it doesn't help death become more of a part of the game it actually kind of maybe it actually increases the kind of the fakeness feeling around death as is in most games um i mean you can design it out you can you're all your well, not design it out but design it into such a point like demon souls does that it that it becomes a part of the game. Like roguelikes, as you say, are built all around, 100% around dying. Like you, you have to, you kind of have to die in order to, for a roguelike to even make any kind of sense whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or you go completely the other way and you just have permanent death or like semi-permanent death. You have permanent death in... Uh, or like Daisy, or something, mm-hmm. or you have semi-permanent death. Well, it's still permanent death, but it's like limited permanent death, I guess. I don't know what you call it in like XCOM, where individual characters will die off, but you but you as a player, your progress yeah. isn't reset. Your game
1: continues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, oh. so it won't it won't surprise you at all, I don't think. Learn that with something like um, The Last of Us, The Last of Us Part Two. There's a, mm. that deals with death in that very binary, you died restart kind of way. Um, but there's a, because of how invested I am in those stories, there's a little part of me that's each time Ellie dies or Joel dies outside of the, uh, well, during gameplay, let's say, um, mm. there's a part of me that's like. There is a world in which this happened. There is a there is a in game world in which Ellie dies at this point, and that's the end of the story for her. The world goes on, but Ellie died yeah. in this really ignoble way, trying to clear out this basement, and a bunch of clickers jumped her, and she's dead. And there's a part of my brain that that considers that for a moment, very 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 briefly, and then you know I hit reload and carry on. But th- that's where, if you're invested in something, I, th- I guess you you make it make sense. And I imagine there'll be people that feel that way about Bioshock. Like it's a, it's a fantastic way of explaining it. And that makes sense for me. And I enjoy that part of the story. So it's not, that isn't, that isn't to say that, you know, there is a necessarily a right and a wrong way. It's just your personal subjective opinion on, on the way that things are explained narratively. Um, I think the roguelike thing, you know, a roguelike we talked about a few episodes ago, Hades, um, that, I almost feel I'm still playing Hades. I'm some ridiculous number of hours into it now, and there's up to a point there's almost a reward for dying, or certainly a very big consolation prize that you you die and it's not you know there's that initial sting of dying and being like oh I failed against in, in combat against this, but now I get to go back to the House of Hades and explore what new narrative. Um, options and dialogue trees there are to explore and I can only do that by dying and dying is acknowledged it's you know Zagreus talks about it each time he dies the characters around him talk about it like Meg or, or Hypnos talk about it the particular thing that killed you if a boss kills you and you get back to that boss later on they might acknowledge that we got you last time and, you know, so there's, it's just folded in and 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 it's also the the only way it makes
0: sense as well. Entirely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also in in the games like that and in roguelikes in general, usually it's the only way to level up as well. You have to die Mm -hmm. to go back to that place in order to access the systems and access the people in the menus that allow you to level up or, you know, pimp out the, the house of Hades and fancy stuff or whatever you want to, whatever you, whatever you want to do. Um, but yeah, roguelites are an interesting one, aren't they? Because they Yeah, they are built around death, like you've said in Hades. Um and as you, like when you go back in, when you do the second run or the 50th run or whatever, um that thing that killed you in that last run or the last 49 runs might not even be there in the next in the next thing. Um so it's got an interesting relationship in death in that whilst in it's different than Demon's Souls, because in Demon's Souls you kind of know what killed you and you know, what's going to be there next time and you hopefully have learned from your last death in order to defeat at this time in hades and Roguelike, you can't always do it to that same degree because you don't know if that thing that's going to be that killed you last time is going to be there so you do need more deaths in order just to get a wider understanding of the game mechanics in general to set you up for more situations that might be well, concerning compared to Demon's Souls are very unforeseen, comparatively much much more random.
1: And I think that, that ties into something that we talked about during the Scary Games episode about like that exposure to it. Because if, yeah, absolutely, if you're playing Hades and you were in Elysium and there was a particular room where there was a bunch of pinwheels, which are the little kind of chariot things that come towards you mm-hmm. and explode... If you've got certain weapons, they're a lot easier to deal with, ranged weapons, unsurprisingly. They're a lot easier to deal with than if you're using the fists. And so because you're not exposed to that same thing over and over and over again, it doesn't lose as much of its power because you might do several runs after dying to X thing, Mm. not see them, go back in and be armed with a certain weapon and then see them again. And then it's like, oh, you get this feeling of like, oh, now I've got to deal with this thing that last time... I died or now I've got to deal with this thing and I'm not using an appropriate weapon or a weapon that's kind of weak against these things. And so that exposure thing that we talked about in the horror episode where just through repetition, it blunts the effect of something Mm -hmm. happens much less in a roguelike because like you say, you're not, you're not, you're not always going to see the same thing, perhaps bosses notwithstanding. Um, Yeah, you're learning systems
0: rather than layouts. Yeah. Mm -hmm red yeah. yeah and hoping the next I'm time you, come up against you're learning it, you can both. apply it yeah yeah um yeah it's interesting what you're saying just go back to Lost of us two thing and the story continues um on that death because some there are some games like the telltale games do that don't they you kind of have favorite characters die and the, and the game literally does continue um or heavy rain does that um which is which is quite interesting because, yeah, like a death does directly impact. And I'm not like a giant fan of those games, I have to say. Um, I do I do like them. I like the Telltale ones better than Heavy Rain, better than Until Dawn. Um, <clears throat> better than more than Until Dawn, more than Heavy Rain. Um, but I'm not a giant fan of them for various reasons that are not really to do with death. So we doubt against those. But they do do... They do do interesting things around death, and yeah, dying doesn't mean the end of the game. Dying does mean, and now the story is different from before. And I think that's that's that is a genuinely good way of having the narrative and the game mechanics kind of blend into all, or the game's sort of system and and pacing blend into one meaningful whole by the end of it like deaths do matter in, yeah. in those games they're not just there's not just written off as okay now we're just going to redo that bit that it's interesting do you think
1: or. i i find the, the language around that those games interesting though because it was we as players will often still talk about getting the good ending or the bad ending because we're so conditioned yeah. to think about death in video games in a certain way yeah. that it will be oh i got the bad ending where everybody died i didn't i didn't just get an ending where like all these people were dead and I got to see this other thing that you didn't see. I got the bad ending. I got the good ending. And that's yeah. like, there's a, well, that's an interesting kind of. Yeah.
0: Cause if behavior. you compare that to say, I don't know, like, uh like until Dawn's like supposed to be like a slasher movie kind of homage, isn't it? Like mm. if you compared that to, ah, oh, it's, it's the good ending or the bad ending. If you compared that to like scream or, don't breathe or Texas chainsaw massacre or these slasher films and it's like, and then the only good ending in the film to the film is the one when no one dies it's like what's what, what's the point that's a like, fail the, yeah. the the slasher the the slasher character the the enemy is so pitiful that he couldn't kill these teenagers running around drunk falling all over themselves and uh, couldn't even kill one of them like and that's and that's the good ending is it um i know that you know their games are interactive so therefore you should be trying to save them blah 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 yeah of course but narratively um yeah you're right the terminology of good and bad is still dictated by uh the interactive gamey elements of the game rather than the narrative ones even mm. though those games are so heavily narrative mm. focused that some people don't say that they're not even games at all all you do is quick time events and move from a to b yeah. and then a new cutscene yeah. Uh, triggers. Um well that's where so it's, the
1: stuff like I think that's where things like XCOM are interesting because you don't in in that same language, I don't think you really talk about the good ending and the bad ending. You just get to the end of the story. You you the it's a very personal thing, I think, with something like XCOM. And I've also been playing Other Side recently, which is a kind of a roguelike XCOM style game. Um but in both those instances, it's not really about how many the number of people that died or if your favorite soldier died, is just more an, an accent on the story. It's not a, or Darkest Dungeon is another example. It's not a, um, like, oh, and then I failed. It's a, this person who had been the MVP for, you know, three, four, five, ten fights, then yeah. fell to X, Y, or Z in XCOM. And that doesn't, you carry on you feel it more because you can carry on you feel you feel that death more because you at that point you might sit back in your chair and you know either rage or be silent or whatever and contemplate that but ultimately you're probably going to carry on and you take that with you and that's that's a far more to me that's a far more interesting narrative thing where the narrative the game narrative doesn't explicitly acknowledge that but you as a person do and that becomes yeah. your story and that's yeah I, I, that I find really interesting
0: well yeah and it's a loss because of the continuation mm. isn't it like the world yeah. carries on yeah uh if the world stopped or reset itself then it's not then there's no loss all. is there yeah absolutely yeah. um yeah. yeah i mean what yeah so i don't like those the sort of games as much as you do like i do kind of like them um they're fine i do i do quite like xcom um The thing that always gets me on those games, and I am one of those people who's just like, nope, I'm not having that. I'm just (laughs) going to reset and go back. And the thing, but when I do that, I do that on things like so if I've got this hero character who's been with me for like 10 hours or 20 hours or whatever, and then they die it's okay so long as they've died in like a really heroic like meaningful way <laughs> if they just get killed yeah. by like some grunts random or whatever just, yeah. it's just like no yeah. I, I, can't that. Yeah. Oh, I can't have it yeah i can't i can't have it i mean i've just seen too many movies or whatever or read too many comic books so like no way yeah like captain america is not dying because like <laughs> you know like he just fell over and hit his head like, yeah. no. Right, yep. no chance. <laughs> like it has to be like a legendary death, right? Just keep reloading it.
1: Yeah. Well, I wonder. See, I wonder how you would get on with Other Side because that takes the notion of death and it uses it as a game mechanic, and it uses it in the sense that you have to embrace it because in order to heal, it's like XCOM, so it's like you've got this lineup of soldiers, although not as many in Other Side. And in order for for any of your characters to be healed, you have to sacrifice other characters and and then they become again it uses death as a as a choice mechanic because you can take you can keep taking people into battle and maybe you'll get away with it maybe you know you've got a slither of xp left but maybe if you can take them into battle and shepherd them through and they can get a couple of good hits in they'll get through that and they'll level up and then you can sacrifice a different unit for them but but you have to make a choice at which point do you sacrifice them because if you keep using all of your people, they're all going to die. So there's no... Yeah. Like, you don't get a does, choice in that.
0: Does that not... Um, so there's this idea of the death spiral in games in which, you know, dying causes you a harm that becomes so harmful that you can't get out of the thing that killed you in the first place. So mm. the death makes you a little bit weaker, and then you go back and do it, and you fail again, so you're a little bit weaker. So every attempt gets harder. Mm-hmm. On the other side, does that not... Does Sacrificing someone to heal someone else does that not make you weaker, Both because you've got less so uh, less units it, to call not, upon.
1: It can do, but not because you know that that's part of the game. Uh, you're it's intended that you play in a way that you're always leveling a certain number of people. Because the other thing is, you can only sacrifice somebody of the same level or higher to heal a particular unit. So you can't sacrifice a level one unit to heal a level five unit you have to be bringing them all up, which makes you more attached to all of them because now you've got two or three characters that are level five or six. And the only way to heal one of them is to sacrifice one of the others.
0: So... Yeah, but doesn't that make you weaker because you've got to get rid of a really good element? You've got to get rid of a high-powered element. No, because there's only
1: three classes. So you you tend to kind of shepherd maybe two of each class knowing... And you don't have to sacrifice the same class to, to heal the same class, but... You have have one on tap and a bit like Darkest oh, right. Dungeon does, there are often easier levels for you to go into, easier missions for you to go into that still progress the story, but that you will then bump up some of your lower level characters. So you're right. not having to just go along the critical path and lose high level characters and then have to retry that with low level characters. You can always try and dip into easier missions And I think the most interesting interesting thing for me about it has been, because it's also a roguelike, that has an implicit notion of you're going to die, you're meant to die. And in a game like an XCOM style game, it's like, well, those two things are odds. You're not meant to die versus a roguelike where you are meant to die, or dying has some benefit. Um, It makes, it's made me make certain decisions in playing that mean that, I've kind of sometimes thrown caution to the wind because I'm like, well, this, I guess this is where I die in order to start my new run. Mm. But sometimes that doesn't happen. And sometimes it's like, Oh, I actually, I'm now 12 or 13 or 15 hours in and I still haven't died. And then the stakes get increased because now actually I'm thinking, well, maybe now I can just get to the end without dying at all. So there's Mm. this whole, and whether that's good design or not, it it, what it does for me is it, it makes me think about it and it brings up questions and it, I'm actively thinking about stuff as I'm going along rather than just, Oh, I'm going to die. And you know, I guess I'll yeah. just have to try again. And I think that's, yeah. that's the most interesting thing. It's making me ask questions and make choices. <laughs> um, that
0: Yeah. yeah it, well, I think it. that's the most interesting thing that death can do really, isn't it? Well, it's not the most interesting thing, but it's something that I guess would be nice if more games did I'm trying to come to some sort of conclusion here. because mm-hmm running mm-hmm. out of time. But it'll be nice if more games treated death with some sort of mechanical game mechanical narrative, interactive respect. Because it's something that is not going to go away from games, is it? Like oh. it's going to be there. It's one of the most obvious and easy and understandable and doesn't need any um context for explaining what a what a death is um to your character or characters. Um yeah, it would just be nice if more games took it seriously, rather than just treated it as a as an inconvenient truth. Yeah. Really, to to that they've got to just shoehorn in there somehow. And how do we either avoid it or make it so meaningless that it might as well just not exist?
1: Yeah, just yeah, and just an acknowledgement of it. I think even just in XCOM you lose your best soldier or one of your favorite soldiers and a message comes up and, and asks you do you want to abandon the defense of earth to restart and try again or do you want a soldier on and it's like yeah. you know it's not sometimes it's if it's if you're dying all the time it's going to become cheap and you're just going to keep pressing yes but it's like that thing of of acknowledging something's happened asking you a question making you think about it making you choose and making you implicit in it, making you part of the process rather than just this thing happened to you. Do it again,
0: and that's yeah, because that's not fun. Okay, there you have it. Deaf in video games. Tell us what you thought on social media. We're at Indie by Design across all platforms, and if you follow us on Twitter, then you'll find links to our Discord server there, where you can chat with us in a in a different way, in a Discordy way. Otherwise do take a minute to check out 20 Double Fine Years, our big book of all things Double Fine. You'll find that at doublefinebook.com where we're currently taking pre-orders and there are some nice pre-order incentives there for you to check out and get involved with. Other than that, stay safe, have a good week and we'll see you next time.